We are back here on Nitty's Knocker Radio. We do this every single Tuesday at the Q4 station, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Get into it. Central, meaning Midwest, Midwesternish stuff, meaning when it's uh, 7 p.m. in New York, it's 6 p.m. here, meaning it's 4 p.m. in L.A., you know. I know a little something. Okay. Just a little bit. Don't ask me about, like, Germany or nothing, because I won't be able to tell you what time <laughs> it is. I think they're seven hours ahead. But anyway, we have our special guest here, DJ Loxo, is here with us. How you doing? Uh, pretty good. Yeah. I'll be happy to be here. Just you got sound a class. Pretty, pretty, you sound like you're not happy. <laughs> <laughs> we got, we've been working a lot. Got a lot of stuff going on, so. Say it with some angst. It's the middle of the week. Period. It's hump day. It's almost hump day. Yeah. Almost hump day. Oh, we're, we're getting there. Look, he said, you know what? It's the weekday. <laughs> it's not Friday. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those days that we have to make it through. But I feel. So we're going to go ahead and get you started with a 60-second freestyle. You know, don't take it too seriously. But if you want to, go crazy. Go crazy, then. You ready, EJ? Mm-hmm. You got to put your headphones yeah, on, on, you know. We're going to go really bad. <laughs> you got this. Ricky, Ricky. Ricky, Ricky. Can you hear it? Yeah. Period. Okay. You need me to build you up or you got it? You got it. I'll, I'll figure it out. All right. <laughs> hey. Okay. Hey. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. 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 DJ Loxo here on Nitty's Knocker. Uh, man, I don't know, but this shit is rocking. I'm up here spitting like just a freestyle. Don't know what I'm doing, but it's time just to do it now. I came out of class. I'm kind of really tired. I don't... Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know how you people do this freestyle. This shit sucks. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. Where are you from? From just South Suburb Kid, you know? Not, not the city. Not at all. I don't know how to rhyme. That's why I'm a producer. Anyone, right. anyone listening, do not come to me for any verses. All right, you can cut it. You can cut it. He say, um, actually, just the, there's the South Suburbs. Nowhere in the city. Not, <laughs> not from the city. Not at all. Not at all. Stop <laughs> asking me to rap. Stop asking me. He said, this is why I produce. Yeah, we, uh, we made the choice no, a long you, time ago. You tried. You know what I'm saying? You knew that you. Wasn't the best freestyle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you did some. You did that? You came from class and did it? You feel me? You know? We didn't have rappers or musicians that come out here and don't want to freestyle. It was not even try solo. Right, so you big up. Kudos to you. Because they be like, I don't freestyle. Well, I did did something, you know. Right, you did it. And listen, guys who said that before, (laughs) you better freestyle when somebody asks you to freestyle because if DJ Loxo can do it, you can do it. And you never know who's listening. Right, he paving the way. And that's that's a very true statement. How long have you been in the music industry? I've been in the music industry for like two years, two and a half years. So I've come across a lot of different people, different artists, singers, producers, DJs, and stuff can happen in the drop of a hat. And what school do you go to? I go to Governor State. I came from Illinois State. That's where I started. Okay. Okay. Remember. And are you studying music? No, I'm studying information technology. Oh, okay. Wow. So give me, give us, because I'm kind of like, oh, okay. I don't really know what that entails. So my <laughs> my focus is cybersecurity. So anytime you have seen anything in the news, anything regarding the hacks, breaches, that's my job. That's where I come in to stop that and keep that from happening. 
He gonna have money, lady. Oh yeah, we, <laughs> yeah. yeah. As long as you money. keep seeing this in the news, I'm gonna have a job. Yeah, yeah. tech tech people always got jobs, so <laughs> I let them. So sure. is that something you like wanted to go into, or is that just like? Yeah, I was lucky to have this before I went to college, knowing what I wanted to do. I know I wanted to do information technology, but one of my friends actually suggested cybersecurity when I was a freshman. So I, that's why I made my transition. It's never changed from there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how did you end up in music? Um, I've always wanted to DJ. So we had this club at Illinois State called the Vibe Tribe. I hope you guys are listening. If not, you guys suck. But <laughs> they were, it's a club of just EDM DJs, music producers, and people that just love music. And I always wanted to learn how to DJ. So that was step one. Got that down about a year and a half. Then I wanted to learn production because it's just kind of a natural progression for me of I'm kind of getting tired of playing the same music that everyone else is playing. Why don't I try to make something that's I like that's more my own? And if I like it, someone else is going to like it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where that came from. So what equipment do you use? Are you like a Fruity Loops type of guy or Ableton? I started with Fruity Loops, but I couldn't, uh, I couldn't get around to it. So I got into Ableton. It was a much cleaner workflow, and that's where I like to work out of. You know what's funny? What? I know how to make beats on Fruity Loops. Yeah, I mean, I can make on a, one track, but I can okay. Make <laughs> I can make a, a I can make I can make a small one, but that after that, it's just not happening. I know how to make a beat on Fruity Loops too. Period. I don't even want to use the eyes. The eyes, the eyes. So, how was it with your first beat? What did your very first beat sound like? If you can explain it in words, it was trash. <laughs> Period. Like what type of was it? Like EDM? It was. It was, was it, it was trying to be a hip hop and EDM mix, but it was just nothing about it was right. The beat, you know, you could like feel the beat, but then after that, it's like okay, none of this, none, nothing works, nothing fits. So you felt the baseline. That was about it. Yeah, and that's usually where I'll start. It's funny when I see artists like I, I'll, I'll be wanting to ask them like so like. How do you critique yourself? Like, I feel like it's a big step for artists. Like, you know what? That was trash. I put that out. So sometimes it takes people around you. You have, like, a, a group of friends around you, like, telling you, like, oh, yeah. criticizing, helping and you. And sometimes it's like your friends are your worst critics. Yeah. Because they'll t- they'll they'll hype you up to the end of your days. They'll be like, yo, that shit was tight. I'm sorry. I can't curse. But, yo, <laughs> you owe was, me, like, $3. Oh, man. Well, you know what? We're, we're, I brought a wallet, so we're good. Whoa. You know what? Yeah. You're a real one. You're the first one who actually said, you know, I'll pay my dues, but it's okay. <laughs> I but, appreciate it. But, like, for, but seriously, your friends are sometimes your worst critics because they will, they'll say, "Man, that was cool. That was really cool. That was really cool." Then you go to someone you don't know, and then they tell you straight up, "This twenty things that are wrong with your stuff." And you go back to your friends, like, "Why didn't y'all tell me?" He's like, "Oh, I didn't want to hurt your feelings." You need new friends. I, my I've, friends to me up. Yeah, you, you got you got my friends. <laughs> Diamond and Jacque, y'all hear that? Y'all got a new friend. Yeah, I, I had we to talk em. to some of them and just tell them. Like, be real. Yeah, like, be seriously. real with me. Don't play with me. Don't sugarcoat. If mm-hmm. you want to send me any beat, I'm going to let you know. I'm like, hello, um, this is horrible. Try again. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> and it's and constructive your professional criticism. voice like that. Yeah, my professional. <laughs> <laughs> you need constructive criticism seriously. to be better, honestly. So is that what the Vibe Tribe was to you? Yeah. So it was, we all had the agreement of, we know where you're starting. We know where you're trying to go. None of us are huge people by any stretch, but we know people that are have gone on to do great things, and so we are, we're not going to sugarcoat, sugarcoat it for you. If it's bad, we'll tell you it's bad. We'll tell you how to fix it. We'll help you to fix it. We'll even give you the tools to fix it. If you can't afford them, 
we'll find them for you to get them for free or have find someone that can make you use them. So this is more than just a bunch of friends who help each other with music. You guys are actually providing a service to others as well. Oh yeah. So it's it was it was a whole thing of like if you're willing to stick with us and learn, we will help you learn and we'll get you dreaming to go. I went from DJing messing around in a friend's bedroom to like the next year and a half I had like a small residency in one of the clubs down there. Hmm. And that's that's very quick. That's a really quick turnaround. And that shows when I see DJs who've been doing their thing for like a year, two years, and they're like starting to DJ like in prominent places wherever they are, that just really shows you that anything is truly possible if you just put your mind to it. And Mm -hmm. I've even tried, you know, with DJing and stuff. It's very addicting. Mm -hmm. It's a very addicting thing. Once you get on the tables, you're just like, how do I keep going to Mm -hmm. make music sound good together like this? How was your first DJing experience at the club? Like, what was the reaction from the crowd? It was crowd? really nervous just from being up there and knowing that you are the one that's going to affect their night. And you're the, they're going to look at you like, I don't like this. Change it. Fix it. But once you get into it and you kind of find your rhythm, it becomes a lot more relaxing but a lot more fun. Because now you realize that I'm making – I'm the reason these people are having fun. Yeah, they have their friends here. But this environment, this atmosphere that I just created is why they're having, why they're enjoying this time. So as far as like hip hop shows, club shows, that was great. EDM shows, that's a whole different ball game, and that's even more fun. Mm. And I love, I love electronic music. It's that's my number one genre of choice. Yeah. Um, even though we play a lot of hip hop, and you know we have to put on for the culture, which is why I'm totally fine with the amount of uh, black music that we play here. But for me. Give me tickets to Spring Awakening. Give me the tickets to Electric Forest, to, you know, any of the the festivals that are playing, like summer camp. You know, like, oh, do, yeah. you, do you have dreams of DJing at those places? Or would you go the other route, route of, like, DJing in, like, nice clubs? And- I want to do both because it's not unreasonable, and especially in the past years that we've seen, it's not unreasonable to have both. Mm. You can be, but you have to market yourself correctly. You can either go the DJ route, and then you can switch to being an artist, because that's what gets you booked at these major festivals. So once you get that artistry um, established, the clubs are going to see that and want to book you that way also. So you can build connections both ways, but if you have, like, say I booked for a festival in Chicago, some club is going to offer me an after-party show. So that way, you can kind of get the best of both worlds that way. Mm-hmm. So how do, what do you uh, plan on doing? Like, you're in school for a career, and you're also DJing. Um, at any point, do you feel like you have to pick one over the other, or do you just plan on being DJ just as a, like, a part-time gig? I mean, we all do things that we enjoy doing and hope to, like, eventually, like, make a living from it. But, like, you got two things you could be doing to make a living from So, like, what do you think you want to do? Um, I definitely had to focus on my career first. That's what I wanted to do. Sure. That's the best. That's the most solid thing I have right now. Safest, yeah. Um, this stuff is fun, but it has to be on the side. And that's why I struggle with at Illinois State. Because I got into this, I got into doing shows, I got into like traveling around the um, surrounding cities to do shows. I'm like this is fun. I want to do this. Oh, I got schoolwork. I don't have schoolwork now. I want to do this, <laughs> and then that got me in trouble with grades and everything. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I figured as long as I can keep my stuff big now and then solid with school, this you know I can work on the side mm-hmm. and it'll happen. There's plenty of artists that are in school that have real jobs that are still 
well known, putting out music, and then enjoy what they do. What type of household did you grow up in? Because you have a very solid like base for how you choose to do things. He got a solid voice. That's very, very <laughs> I feel That's like he got that radio voice. voice. Uh, he does. Yeah. You definitely got a radio voice. I take the headphones off. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. My mom and dad were are just kind of always around me doing. Um, both had jobs, I mean, obviously, their entire life. Dad started his own business for consulting and then started another consulting business on top of that. So it's just seeing how they um, go through things, handle tough times, and also come out on the other side of it. Because I lost my brother my freshman year in college. Mm, so it's the whole – thank mm. you. But it's the whole thing of, like, how are you going to go back to school, be away from your family? You just came home right before Christmas break and this happened. I got to go back. How are you going to go back and continue to be better? than what you were the last semester. Oh, my God. So that's really, that's like, your fighting power oh at this point. That, like, job. pushes you to, like, keep keep going and just be the best at both. Yeah, because you know? yeah. I've, I've seen what where I messed up at, and I look at where I want to go. And I know that if he was here, he would be all over this because he liked mm-hmm. electronic music also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, it was both at the early stages of what we were doing. But... I mean, you've got to kind of push forward, look at what your best options are, look what your safest options are, then look at that wild card, mm. and then make sure the safest is take care, taken care of first and then have that wild card. Because you always have to have a plan B, like, put together and ready to go. I like the sound, like, a wild card. Mm-hmm. It's, like, yeah, truly, like you know, that choosing your yeah. financial stability and, like, future security first and then saying, okay, Let's do the fun stuff later. And I feel like everybody here can pretty much relate to that. We all come here um, in love and, and, and energy, and, but we all have, like, day jobs and personal careers yes. and things that we're pushing, but our hobbies are things that could even make you money eventually. Yeah. Like, in the long run, these will be things that, you know, turn into lucrative positions, but it's like this isn't the main priority, you know? And I think that's really cool to call it the wild card, like, your hobbies are your wild cards. Yeah, I I can see that the school being my wild card because I have a you know I have a career I got a, a degree but I always was thinking that like when I was in college too like okay I like acting I like being mm-hmm. a creative in general but is this gonna make me some money and I definitely had I experienced what you experienced and I feel like most people in college too because college is the world where your hobbies and like your career like your future goals and your right now goals kind of like collide mm-hmm. and you trying to like you know you getting into these different like programs and stuff and you like oh my god I want to do this and do that but then you be like oh snap I'm here for school or I'm trying to do something bigger, oh, yeah. and then you really have to have that like battle, that wild card. And I like that you said that. Yeah. I'm using that. Yeah, I, it's definitely <laughs> stolen. No, yeah. I mean, we still in it. Or borrow, I mean, sharing, borrow. whatever Go you ahead. want to call it. <laughs> we still in it, period. It's, it's, really, it's really a thing I kind of live for now. Because when I got to ISU, I was like, okay, I want to do school, I want to play lacrosse, and I want to. This DJ stuff came out of the blue, kind of. And I still had school to do. Lacrosse ate up a lot of time. In the winter, your practice is from 9 to 11 sometimes. Mm. And then you got games in the spring and everything. And I still want to do this stuff, DJ. Lacrosse. And that's the one to do school. Yeah. Yeah. Lacrosse. Lacrosse. Lacrosse is hard, man. You a soldier. That, right. That's not a... Uh, that ain't no regular sport. That's a Sparta. 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 Oh, yeah. He did have we, They used to. They just no, cut okay. it. Oh wow! The first person, the first black person I ever met that said they played lacrosse. Really? Right. I met a lot of black lacrosse at ISU. Yeah. That's yeah. like this is Sparta. I didn't even know they. I didn't even know you. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I graduated from ISU. They had a club team, 
So it wasn't okay. like school sponsored. We, oh, okay. we paid for everything. So okay, because that explains a lot. Because I'm like, I'm never. Yeah, like yeah. at Columbia College, you know, we didn't have real sports teams, so we had to make um, like a cheerleading team. You went to and Columbia. A fake basketball team. They suck. Wait, you went you went to Columbia? Yeah. Like in downtown here? Mm-hmm. My mom went there. She is about Is your mom a creative? She like, is like the, what do you talk you talked about your dad having a consultant? Yeah, company. like what, what does your, your mom, mom do? Mom is a Jinx, you have a soda. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I do not. I am an adult. Look <laughs> it's a beer essentially. <laughs> but mom is the vice president of sales at a Christian publishing company, actually. Wow. So I would love to talk to mom. I mean, looking at what she kinda inspired me from like how she deals with business and people. Because mm-hmm. yeah. now she's gonna come across a lot of people. She comes home from work like every other day. Kind of irritated, mm-hmm. but like hearing how she deals with people is how I learn to deal with people. Mm-hmm. She might be a good guest on the show, you know, learning how to, to deal with the others, you know. And then mm. she's in like the religion uh-huh. background, and I that's very interesting. Very that interesting. is a very well balanced home. I think that's a nice right. Home. Congrats, yeah. you know, yeah. kudos to your family for having oh, yeah. helping you to you know be uh, such a like intellectual person. Yeah, like, it's like you lot. really understand the dynamics of like your creative because some, some people don't get me wrong like some people are going gun ho straight into their creativity like the creative realm and they don't want to do anything else and that's perfect you know for like their call and how they want to move into that but the way that you're putting it especially for the world of djing because it's such a fickle fickle world you know it's like you might get booked you might not get booked you know um to have your tech technology degree mm-hmm. which is always a job that start with benefits you yeah. start making yeah. you start off making 65k with the technology job and you know it's it's tons of ways and that's something that you know someone informed me of is like getting trades versus mm-hmm. um traditional yeah, degrees yeah, nowadays jobs but even still you know yeah. a lot of jobs in it choosing choosing your that over the djing i didn't think you would say that honestly i thought you would say you know like i want to end up doing uh, this is what I want to do, but you said it's like my my wild card, yeah. you know. And honestly, it's just like you to be real with yourself and look at: Am I in the position, and do I have the skill set to do this full time? Right. I know friends that mm. are, they have moved out to LA from ISU and from Peoria. They go to a school called Icon Music Collective. Mm. It's a school out there for straight music production. It's extremely rigorous. I mean, they go through the whole thing of being an artist, labels, personal life, and everything. But you have to be. I have to be real with myself and say. Do I have enough um, stronghold with myself, my finances, and everything else to take that leap? And if you don't, get a job. I have a job right now. I'm in school. It's a part-time job, but you still have to be, you know, you still got to provide for yourself. Where do you work? Mm-hmm. Can I get a discount? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Like, what type of place? I feel like it's based on the place. There ain't nowhere I can get a discount. No, it's a, it's a liquor distributor in, in the Chicago area. I can't get a discount from that? Not from a liquor distributor. No. Uh, <laughs> like, that's the bad. They get their the money plug. like they is a plug. <laughs> that's why you can't get a discount. Because you already the discount. They already the discount. Silly. Give me free. Give me free. Silly. Give me the plug. Oh, my God. That's why I tell people I work. Because everybody going to be saying one word to me. 
y'all already know what it is. Y'all hiring. Who you know what a job is? I need a job. They're going to be like, you need a job. I'm a career specialist, if y'all didn't know downtown. Hire me, Shamiria. I can't hire you. I know some people that can hire you. I can, but that's if you in need. And if you are from the ages of 16 to 24. Are you 16 to 24? Close enough with you, whatever age you know. I am. I'm close. Yeah, you can round it down. Y'all stop talking to me. Stop. So what if you the just underground turn. village. You said that. So that. What is the underground village? So underground village is my vision for, um, like a music, an artist collective. So mm. just like the Viatribe was at ISU, it's I'm gonna have that be for Chicago. Because mm. I came home, you know, trying to figure out how to do, whatever, be a DJ, music producer. And it's all about who you know, how do you mm-hmm. know, and if I don't know you, I'm not going to work with you. Right. And everyone is super standoffish. Mm-hmm. You got that right. So I had an idea of why don't we make like a collective of artists where it's just, you know, we're all in this together. And That's then, a great name, too, the Underground Village. You yeah. Know, like, yeah. truly you, sticking you. with, you know, the ones who are often unseen and creating a family and community. That's really dope. Yeah. The idea could have idea came from I mean obviously we're underground artists but the village part um, I want to say back in like 2012 2011 there was a small group of rappers of um, Kembe X Alex Wiley Chance the, the Rapper the homies the squad yeah and they, mm-hmm. they were the village back then true mm-hmm. and so that's where I oh I, wow okay yeah so, okay I, I went to school um, a couple schools with Kembe and his um, some of his uh, family and then I didn't know Chance the Rapper was, but I heard of him. Mm-hmm. And so just, like, watching them be around each other and how they interact, it's like they're always working together. They're always just they're just best friends. And I wanted it to be like that. So I will throw That's shows. That's crazy. I haven't really. Yeah. Like, I never thought to think of the village again. Because it definitely fell apart. Oh yeah! But that's that's really crazy. That that definitely was how they moved, and that's kind of how the Save Money movement even came into mm-hmm. existence. Because they, to this day, they are inseparable. You know, you know where chance go, they go, mm-hmm. and I love it. You know, I just love like the energy behind keeping um, your squad close, but. Underground Village was, de- I mean, it wasn't underground. The Village, they definitely were doing that thing. Um, you said you had some news. Something you wanted to share? Oh, yeah. So for any artist out there, I don't care what you are. If you're a DJ, um, if you're a producer, if you're a singer, you're a rapper, um, I want you all to go to my website and fill out the artist submission form on there. Um, it's underground village, underground-village.com slash artist submission. No S at the end of that. But because um, come summer, I want to start throwing shows. Now, I can admit it right now, you're probably not going to get paid a lot. And I'm probably going to lose some money, but I want to at least have that Village Collective started where you can work with other artists, you can meet other artists, and you can put on a showcase for yourself to show what you got. Because no, I felt that way. If no one's going to give me a stage to perform on, why not just make one? Exactly. Exactly. That's such a great... I feel like you're going to be very successful in um, whatever you choose to do on both ends with the tech side and with the the DJing side because you're taking it a, a next level into business. Yeah. You know, you're literally trying to provide a service beyond yourself. You know, you don't... If it comes to you, great, but it's like giving back and making sure that the people whose voices are unheard have the chance to get on the stages that aren't usually presented to them. Oh, and yeah. I, I, I love that. That's kind of what we like to do here is just to talk to the underground and talk to people who nobody's heard of before you know of course sometimes you do get those people it's like oh yeah i know you but 
it's a lot more fun when you meet people who have these visions and dreams and want to put these things into fruition. So, like, I'm definitely here for it. How can we all keep in touch with you? Um, mainly on just Instagram. My my personal Instagram is DJ Loxo, D-J-L-O-X-S-O. Um, Underground Village on all social media is going to be U-N-D-R-G-N-D, and then Village, all one word. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. A lot of a lot of Underground Village stuff is kind of on a pause right now just from getting things organized and new stuff coming in. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's right where we're starting it at. If you're a DJ and you want to be featured, we're starting up a podcast again. We'll be doing it, like, every other week. Uh, just, like, a 30-minute mix of whatever feels great to you. So it's not going to be any genre. You can do it however you like. Because I personally like to mix hip-hop, what, hip-hop, EDM, everything that sounds cool and has energy. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid to hit me up, and then we'll figure something out. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. He got your back. Oh yeah. Afro, mm-hmm. Like Afro, wait, what's the word? I always say it wrong every single time. I got your back, like. Like Af- what? Afrojack. Uh, Afro, is that what they say? I don't know. I'm like just Cairo guessing. Chiropractic. Wow! I know she wasn't talking about Afro. I always say you know Afro-prank. I got your back like chiropractic. I always say I know you ain't just trying to destroy an Andre three thousand. I didn't try to swipe eggs. Because I always yeah. say it wrong. I say Afro crack every time. Yeah. She was literally I'm texting being. and then phone went down. I'm sorry. Look, yeah. I'll learn, but it's chiropractic, not chiropractic. Afro crack. Got it. Oh, so, my God. We on, we on I'm about to get off this right mic. Bye, y'all. I said I'm sorry. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> deserves a chance to learn something. I told y'all I didn't listen to hip hop until I was 16. <laughs> oh, Wow, really? I was listening to Radio That's Disney no and Gospel Radio my whole life. But when you 16? Hey, yeah. you supposed to take that crash course. That's a song you're supposed to know. I can't deal with this. Okay. How do you think I felt? No, you. Going to school and everybody singing songs and I'm sitting there pretty much. You over there making my way downtown. Literally. They like. Literally. Don't make me feel bad for the way I was raised. Okay. <laughs> I know every single gospel song. Hosanna forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Hosanna. But no. Y'all hear that voice? I want us to actually just go right ahead and talk about the unicorn gospel. And we're going to finish our show out strong with some music. But we're going to go ahead and talk about the gospel. Which is, what does it mean to be 3D in a 2D world? It means when you go to the movies, you Wait, buy the 3D tickets the, instead boy, of the 2D tickets. The ultimate experience. No, because the 3D tickets a little more. You feel me? You're going to pay cheap. like 30. You was cheap. You know you're a Pisces. You got to go to the IMAX theater. You're a Pisces. IMAX theater. Okay, look. All right. All right, guys. So. Y'all cheap. <laughs> 3D in a 2D world. <laughs> Meaning. I can't stand y'all. I can't stand none of y'all. But being 3D in the 2D world, basically saying, how do you be stay human or keep your like element in the world where social media conquers all? Does that make does that make sense? Yeah, like that makes sense. Oh yeah. So like earlier, you know, I was just saying stuff like, what does it mean to be human? I think my sister said something. What something some type of way we ended up talking about it. Can you explain what happened? 
Or if you remember, because I really don't remember. I kind of remember. I know yeah. we was talking about, like, we was trying to get a picture or something. And I was just like, oh, my God, is that really how I look? And it was like, on the picture, I look different. But, like, in person, I look, like, okay. Yeah. And so it was like, how do you remain, like, or not how, but what does it feel like to be a person who's living, like, their life in the 3D world, but you have to portray it? In yeah. a 2D way. Like, how do you portray your real life? How do you portray your real self in a world that doesn't really encourage that? Or makes it a little bit harder to do that? So, It's hard. Or what does it feel like? What does it mean? Right I think it's really hard. Um, I know, personally, I'm a very private person. Like, I try to keep my family off social media. I mean, I throw them on there, like, every now and then. But I feel like social media is really, like, nosy. Especially, like, with, like, the shade room and, like, celebrities being in the comments and things like that. Or even having that, like, what she just said about, like, images of ourselves, trying to make them perfect, like, and things like that. And I just feel like um, it's hard. It's I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat and be like, oh, it's really easy. No, it's not. It's really, really hard. And I always think about kids around this time because mm-hmm. we didn't have that, honestly. Like, we had Facebook and, you know, you know, and co- I got Facebook in college. Yeah, I was... 16. Yeah, I was a Facebook, yeah. like, high school, college, <laughs> but our age, like, we had social media, but it was different, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I always think about kids right now because they, they have this persona where things have to be perfect, you know, you have to look a certain way, um, you have to be a certain way. Like, I have a little sister who's 13, and she already talking about how she want to be she won 30 inches for her 8th grade graduation and I'm just mm-hmm. bamboozled. I'm hoodwinked. <laughs> and I'm just oh, no. and I just feel that like it's kind of hard trying to be like real or realistic because there really aren't a lot of individuals that are like that. You know, so. Yeah, and I got two nieces too and they're really young and they're 9 and 6 and I just think that what I practice and what I try to do is to, you know, show them that you know, they will be judged on certain things, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, growing up, but to stay true to themselves, you know, not be scared to express themselves. If it's something that they like, you know, you like that. If it's something that you don't like, you know, you don't like that, mm-hmm. you know, and from an early age, my niece, like she, her expression is with her hair and she mm-hmm. loves to like, you know, I don't like that. Like she cries if it's not the way she wants it. And it's like, I we gotta respect that even at a young <laughs> yeah. age. Like, yeah, it's she, totally that's different from how it used to be because you know? my sister's seventeen and she's the same way. You know, like, and we get angry and it's just like, stop tripping. It's not that big of a deal, but it, but is. it actually is, it is the deal now. Mm-hmm. You know, for us, we were watching Lizzie McGuire and that's all Raven. So, me, yeah. Look, hopefully y'all too. I was but, you know, like, I flipped the channel. You, you know, and it's like this was the norm. You know, wearing like layered shirts and yeah. fanned out ponytails. Like everything was so different in the way we did stuff because it was just more relaxed. We were more yeah. expressive, and very expressive and different. Everybody yeah. had their own expression, even though we would all be wearing like tank tops and different things. Like, but yeah. that norm was okay. Now it's just like she's saying, You're like weird. a three D world of mm-hmm. like over exaggeration you yeah, know what I mean weird. like I hate that word so much because I'm kind of weird but like and I'm smart too mm-hmm. and I was ridiculed when I was younger for being right, smart yeah. I was ridiculed for reading Harry Potter books on the CTA bus I was ridiculed for being like asking questions even in college mm-hmm. people used to try to make fun of me because I asked questions and I sat at the front of the class in college like I'm grown baby <laughs> and I felt like Mm-mm. I feel like when you when we live in this this 
per- this world where you have to be perfect, you have to realize that you are who you are. And I feel like being an individual is what matters the most because can't nobody change it. And I feel like there's not enough people telling people that they're themselves is okay. I feel like too with, um, with social media. I hate when I hear somebody say, "Oh, that's just." I just say that because it's social media. Like, do you not understand? Yes, like, I've heard you that too. Are, Social media consists of, like, real ideas, real intentions, you yeah. know. So you can't separate yourself from what you say on social media because a part of you felt that way. That's why yeah. you said it. it. It may not be your immediate thought process, but some part of you feels a way about the situation. That's why you said what you said. So real intentions and real actions happen on social media. And people, you can't separate yourself from that. I was right. just trolling. I no, you wasn't trolling. You just <laughs> felt like it was a safe place to say because nobody was going to give you Exactly. Or you smoke. had a small following yeah. and you think that you could just go crazy. But do y'all feel like it should be that way? Like, should it enter? Like, should it be interchangeable? Like, should the the real world be like social media, or should social media and stuff like that be like a break from the real world? Or do y'all think that it should be together? I feel like that can become dangerous. I feel if like it, if it becomes too much of like the real life. Like personally, I think because I spend so much time on social media for myself and for the uh, company that I work for, managing their social medias. That there can be, the you can do either. You can have it where it's literally you being you. Because one thing for certain that um, resonates with me now is that people literally say to me, you're actually a unicorn. You are actually this person in real life. So sometimes when you know how to, or when you're learning how to just truly be you on and off of it, it's possible to be a 3D and 2D person. Because mm-hmm. they get it from you. And even in some of the posts you might put and the videos you might put, your personality speaking through those things versus it just static being always being a photo or something of that sort. But as far as like corporations, that is a separation of the two. You know, you you have to be able to say this is a nonprofit and this is our message for that. But it has nothing to do with the people running it. It has to it is 2D in the form because you are just like processing information for them. I feel like the real world and Twitter, like Twitter and like social media, doesn't translate into reality. People are nicer on Twitter. People are more encouraging on Twitter. That's a lot. Like, what do you mean? Like, mean it's depending on, on the topic. It depends depending on the topic. On the topic. So, like, oh, I've somebody. Okay, so somebody who like I, who I would find conventionally unattractive in real life, you know, who I would see get treated differently in real life because mm-hmm. they don't look a certain way, they don't look right. like you, they don't look like me, will get treated very badly in real life. I've seen it happen, but on Twitter. You get people say, oh, you're beautiful, you this and that. So being on the social media provides you either is, is, is a safe place or is a very bad place. So people live jumping in and out that reality. Right. We, If people were as encouraging and nice as they were on Twitter and just like, because Twitter has its negative, its negative spots, but I see a lot of like people trying to promote positivity and stuff like that. But it, it stays on Twitter. It don't ever leave Twitter. We got two it, Twitters. Cause they, right. No, I mean, it, it all depends <laughs> on who you follow and the, and the content that you... You need to unfollow them negative people then. No, I mean, I'm speaking from from the positive. It's positive people on Twitter. Oh, you said, oh, and they be negative. They tweet positive things, but like. They're bad people. Not even bad people, but does that positivity carry over into your real life? Oh, you're not saying it, but you're not practicing. And the thing is, that's not our place to really judge, too. Like, we, just because we see them doing that, like, maybe they just not there in their life where they can implement They're not all right, because I feel like. caught them on a bad. And I feel like I can do both. So, like, what you're saying is valid because some people don't know how to be 
real on the internet and real in real and, life. You know, but I feel like I can do that at this so point. But you're not everybody. Like you. No, that's what I'm saying. Because so it's, it's some people that I meet and I, I really dislike them as a person. I dislike them as in real life because I feel energies. Mm-hmm. I feel people's mm-hmm. spirit. Right. And people get that spirit from me like I hear somebody I've I've always gotten compliment on my passion like oh my gosh Mary you're so passionate just because of how I talk about something that's real if you can you can see that on me being supportive if you think I'm supportive on social media you should see me in real life it's twice as much hard yeah, we can relate like it's it's most it's thank you it's most people that don't exude, exude that real energy and they don't know how to be transparent like that because they yeah. don't practice that so we have to understand that okay and I agree with her you we we all are so judgmental mm. about the next person. I always tell people, 89% of the time, I do not care about the next person. And I mean that wholeheartedly because we don't know what type of image that they putting forward. Mm. They might want to put back that personal, you know, that perfect persona or that super negative type of thing because in the inside, they hate themselves and they wish they were outspoken. Or... Yeah. Or did something different, and you really can't. It's just like a toss up. It's like a coin. You really don't know. Yeah, and I feel like with internet, it's just a double edged sword with that because. Yeah. One thing we do love about it is what? It gives us that voice. Just like you, you know, um, yeah. you're saying, like, basically, you can give out your opinion and someone will be like, man, good for you. You know what I'm saying? That was like, great. Mm-hmm. I can agree with that. That same thing happened to me. You gives know what you I mean? All the validation. And it gives yeah. you that validation. And then sometimes you'll put stuff out there in some cases where they be like, I can't believe you feel that way. And just like yes. you said, we see that all the time. Social on shade media can People eat like, you up. People ate me up because I talked about, I they, they it was a post about the McDonald's, the rock and roll McDonald's being put up. And I said, it's so many bad things happening in Chicago where that money could have went to. Twitter drugged me for a week. Mm. I was I had to mute the tweet. Like, you know it's a lot when you got to mute the tweet I had to mute the tweet I went back to the tweet and people was chewing me up like I didn't know first of all I'm a very educated woman I know how I know politics that's my thing people really don't know that I know that so they was sitting there telling me you don't know where taxpayer money goes Mm -hmm. I'm thinking in my head like are you stupid yeah basically (laughs) what that is is just the the concept of social media just being a place for opinions yeah Yeah. Honestly, to be here, and you have to, I feel like the best way that we can, like, attempt, because we don't know the answers to what it means to really be human on the internet. Mm -hmm. All you can do is just continue to be that real person, you know, and it's it's about real life interactions with people. You know, there are so many people who have tons and tons and tons of followers and things like that, that these people don't even know you. They just are following you because you got a fat butt. Or you got a cute face or your quotes are good. You know, it could be anything because you're a positive. But until they actually meet you and can identify you with what you're putting, they'll never know. Yeah, and that's what we can get consumed in too, is that three D person that we're portraying. I hate that. Like when I meet That's not really us. And they not who they like I enjoy I follow certain people on Twitter because like some people to have a good sense of humor, like their tweets. But I meet you in person and you're boring, you always on your <laughs> phone, like like there's no personality in real life. It just everything is on Twitter. Like But you also have to understand, like on Twitter you control the line of conversation. You mm-hmm. make those tweets, that's what you think, and you control that so it's easy to crack jokes from it. If you sitting around somebody talking about something you don't know nothing about, they can't just tweet say? in real life. What you gonna say about that? Not what up, y'all? You don't have nothing to add to the conversation because <laughs> you don't know nothing that they're talking about. You know, but when you on Twitter you know, on Twitter though, like, like right. where is that where is that dialogue when you just when you're around regular people and we yeah. have a real conversation? People 
you, I got it. Like in the communications, they talked about like nonverbal communication mm-hmm. is eighty five percent of the conversation. So verbally, I need to be as much expressive mm-hmm. as I am nonverbally. Like if I was sitting here slouched and stuff like that, that's gonna speak more than I am verbally, which is like crazy. And most people don't know that. That's why it's better to have a, a real conversation. <laughs> it's better to have a real conversation in person rather than over the phone because mm. you're not really expressive. Like, yeah, I hate you. So basically, what? because we, we run it. No, you don't. How, how do you feel, Lock? So you've been real yeah. quiet. I mean, I, I before we close it up, I want to. So what did you what did you take from it? And I mean, then EJ, yeah, you could say something too. Being that 3D versus 2D person on Instagram and everything, it's uh, it can be a battle. But from I've I've seen, like you said, people on social media are not the same as they are in real life. I'll try to meet people, you know, on social media. Luckily, I met you. You're the same person. But I've tried to reach out to artists. <laughs> I try to reach out to artists, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Yeah, uh, well, I said on Twitter, I, I didn't really mean that. I was just saying that, you know, like, hype people up or whatever." But <laughs> If you have to be, you have kind of have to be, if you know yourself, you have to portray yourself as best as possible. That may mean I want to post this picture where I don't, I don't look the best. I ain't got a filter on it. I'm mm-hmm. not dressed the best. I don't dress the best all the time. I'll post a picture of me in some shorts and a hoodie because that's how I am in real life. I'll go around just like that. So that way when you do post that big thing or that big thing, you can know that this person is just like that. Mm-hmm. If you can develop that personality, your personality on social media then people are going to know that's how you are. When you start out just posting random stuff and weird stuff, I mean, not weird stuff, sorry, I know, know you don't like that word, but <laughs> stuff, that's, stuff that's not you, then when it comes time in real life and you can't back that up, then it's a problem. Okay. That's, okay, I like before that. You, before you end, perfect example of he like... He wanted to let him play real quick. I was actually going to agree with him, realistically, more specifically from an artist standpoint of view. Yeah, um, seriously. It's a lot harder to want to put something out positive or, you know, something that you're not necessarily going to, um, uh, my bad, <laughs> that people aren't necessarily going to, like, automatically vibe to because regardless, uh, for me, they're going to ask me, where's my next show? Where's my next mix? Where's my, you know, they don't want to see my family. They don't want to see, you know, nothing positive. They just want to come to stuff. Mm. And for me, as a person that believes in energies and stuff like that, and a person that believes in, you know, positivity, peace, love, all that type of stuff, it's... It eats you inside or whatever. So momentarily, I have to, I have to step away from like uh, Instagram or whatever and Twitter too, because I don't need that internally to blacken my spirit, to blacken my, you know, me. Yeah, that's, that's not me whatsoever. So uh, I'm getting better at it realistically, and I'm realizing as an artist, you know, to, for me to get book more shows and stuff like that and do all of the things that I want to do that I have these goals for, I'm going to have to, you know, uh, I guess battle it out in the. Uh, Social social media pit or whatever, but, but it's just it's, I think it's hard. I, and I, what I want to give y'all with that because it really is hard and I've struggled with it for a very very long time because like this is literally my everything right. What I can say about it is honestly, the more authentic you, yeah, show, yes. the most authentic people on social media are the most powerful outside of social media yep. because you are literally not caring. Like I was supposed to be on a 30 day challenge, but no me. I ate me like four times and posted it. I make mistakes. You're human. You feel me? People were criticizing me. People were hitting me up in my inbox. And I was like, it's cool. Like I messed up. Do you think it affected me? I didn't allow it to, because yeah. at the end of the day, I know why I did it. 
I said why I did it in the beginning for yeah. health benefits. If I mess up, that means that I'm a human being and I couldn't resist the steak that was in front of me that day. <laughs> you feel me? So when it comes to you guys like really trying to like be you, G, be you, because at this point, unconventional you is the best you. There's mm-hmm. nothing that anybody can say or do to you that can harm you unless you allow them to. And if we as adults cannot be strong with this social media stuff, how are we going to save these babies from killing themselves? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We criticize ourselves. We think we look so bad in the picture. Mm-hmm. Why? When you look like you do in real life in the picture. Mm-hmm. You know, and we do that Sometimes. to ourselves. We do that to ourselves a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. I mean, Sometimes you can take a bad angle. Not gonna lie. But you know, like, I'm sorry, I don't take bad angles. But as long as you know who you are, it don't matter. My selfies is day one. Yeah. That's what. Just know who you are. You gotta know who you are. I'm Shamiria on and national off. national treasure to me because, like, mm-hmm. Cardi B has been, like, herself. Authentically. Um, and, yeah. and that's why, I think that's why people really yes. love her because she's herself mm-hmm. all around the board. That's yeah. why she get books more and, like, she's booked like that because of that. And I, I agree with Nitty. You, when you are authentically yourself mm-hmm. and unapologetically yourself, you're always going to win. So continue to do that. And don't it feel helps. bad because you, I felt like yeah, that too. That's why I got a personal page. You got to remember, now. Cardi was on there with her grill just like it was on the start. Y'all okay, remember them two. Like, I mean, no, she was both out there just speaking on everything that and she did not care really good point, <laughs> she though. said I made a smart business move Let's no cause ahead. like like they're saying for Cardi B especially like you said as an artist if you can make that personable side and put it on social media if someone says something about it guess what they're still there You you gotta realize if you say something on Twitter you say post on the Instagram no one's gonna unfollow you from one thing. If you say bad, they might, yeah. but no one's gonna unfollow you from a bad picture. No one's gonna follow you from like some random tweet. They're still gonna be there unless it's somebody who call, who follows you for all the good booty pics and you ain't give them the booty pic right. you want. I'm so happy to post my butt. He gonna unfollow you. I ain't got time for this. They are still gonna be there. Not being authentically. They're still gonna be there when that next picture come around. Yeah. Because when that next picture gets posted, guess who's first person like that same person that didn't like that last one. Right. So I mean, but if you can build that personality, I feel like. I mean, for me, it's kind of easy because I just post whatever. If I make a song, a little snippet of a song, I'll post it, see how people like it. It may never come out. It may never can come out. I'll post my family. Just different things. But if you can kind of build that personality around your social media to where it's just a part of you, Mm -hmm. that's where it is. Because I feel like social media is just like, it's media. It's literally an extension of your passions and the things that you you love. Like. And that's one of the things, and we we got to get ready to get out of here. But that's honestly one of the things I love about being able to teach the you. Yep. Because I teach them. I said my brand is strong because I'm only talking about things that make me happy. Mm-hmm. And there are people out there that want to talk about the same things that make me happy because it might make them happy too. Mm-hmm. It might not be everybody in the world, but a strong following is better than a larger following. It yeah. sure you know what I'm saying? is. The more people you have who actually understand what you're doing and can appreciate it, yes, then you know you're doing the right thing. If you posting all these pictures and all people doing is liking them and saying fire, sexy, 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 <laughs> are you relating to me or are you relating to the image of me that I'm giving you in 2D? Because you wouldn't want that in real life. If you, you walked wouldn't. around like that and someone was saying that in real life, right? You would, we get mad at catcalling. Sure do. But on Instagram and, and Twitter, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But when someone you has want a cat call, yeah. Because that's, oh, yeah. that's, yeah, like you said, that's a, if someone yeah, says, damn sexy. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was a good like, one. You need to bring that to that. Next week. Next week. We're going to have to cancel, but that that's definitely going to be next week. I got out of that because next week's topic is definitely. You're heading to South by Southwest, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have a safe trip. Guys, 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 guys. We still want it.
Oh wow. We still on air. Um as you can see, we're very, very excited to talk next week about the content that is at hand and we will continue it. I think it's worth the continuance. Um and thank you so much, Loxo. Thanks for DJ Loxo, that's D J L O X S O on social media. Follow him and and work with what he's doing because he has bigger dreams and bigger passions beyond himself and that's what we love about our guests. Thank you, Shamiria, for the scoop. Period. <laughs> Period. And thank you, Squad, for always being great. Thank you, Squad. listeners. Squad. Thank you, e- DJ. EJ for sliding DJ, in. EJ made the to DJ today. Oh, yeah. And until next week, y'all, we want to push peace, love, and happiness. Every single week, we're Nitty's Knocker Radio, powered Period. by QUE4 yeah. Radio. You know. Yeah, you know. Uh.